Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and today's story is The Legend of Don Munio Sancho de Hinojosa by Washington Irving. And now, our story. In the cloisters of the ancient Benedictine convent of San Domingo, at Silos, in Castile, are the moldering yet magnificent monuments of the once powerful and chivalrous family of Hinojosa. Among these reclines the marble figure of a knight in complete armor, with the hands pressed together as if in prayer. On one side of his tomb is sculptured in relief a band of Christian cavaliers capturing a cavalcade of male and female moors. On the other side, the same cavaliers are represented kneeling before an altar. The tomb, like most of the neighboring monuments, is almost in ruins, and the sculpture is nearly unintelligible, excepting to the keen eye of the antiquary. The story connected with the sepulchre, however, is still preserved in the old Spanish chronicles, and is to the following purport. In old times, several hundred years ago, there was a noble Castilian cavalier named Don Munio Sancho de Hinojosa, lord of a border castle which had stood the brunt of many a Moorish foray. He had seventy horsemen as his household troops, all the ancient Castilian proof, stark warriors, hard riders, and men of iron. With these he scoured the Moorish lands and made his name terrible throughout the borders. His castle hall was covered with banners and scimitars and Muslim helms, the trophies of his prowess. Don Munio was, moreover, a keen huntsman and rejoiced in the hounds of all kinds, steeds for the chase and hawks for the towering sport of falconry. When not engaged in warfare, his delight was to beat up the neighboring forest and scarcely ever did he ride forth without hound and horn, a boar spear in his hand or a hawk upon his fist and an attendant train of huntsmen. His wife, Dona Maria Palacine, was of a gentle and timid nature, little fitted to be the spouse of so hardy and adventurous a knight, and many a tear did the poor lady shed when he sallied forth upon his daring enterprises, and many a prayer did she offer up for his safety. As this doughty cavalier was one day hunting, he stationed himself in a thicket on the borders of a green glade of the forest, and dispersed his followers to rouse the game, and drive it toward his stand. He had not been here long, when a cavalcade of moors, of both sexes, came prankling over the forest lawn. They were unarmed, and magnificently dressed in robes of tissue and embroidery, rich shawls of India, bracelets and anklets of gold, and jewels that sparkled in the sun. At the head of this gay cavalcade rode a youthful cavalier, superior to the rest in dignity and loftiness of demeanor, and in splendor of attire. Beside him was a damsel, whose veil, blown aside by the breeze, displayed a face of surpassing beauty, and eyes cast down in maiden modesty, yet beaming with tenderness and joy. Don Munio thanked his stars for sending him such a prize, and exulted at the thought of bearing home to his wife the glittering spoils of these infidels. Putting his hunting horn to his lips, he gave a blast that rung through the forest. His huntsmen came running from all quarters, and the astonished moors were surrounded and made captives. The beautiful moor wrung her hands in despair, and her female attendants uttered the most piercing cries. The young Moorish cavalier alone retained self-possession. He inquired the name of the Christian knight who commanded this troop of horsemen. When told that it was Don Munoz Sancho de Hinojosa, his countenance lighted up, approaching that cavalier and kissing his hand. Don Munoz Sancho, said he, 
"'I have heard of your fame as a true and valiant knight, "'terrible in arms, but schooled in the noble virtues of chivalry. "'Such do I trust to find you. "'In me you behold Abadil, son of a Moorish Al-Qaid. "'I am on the way to celebrate my nuptials with this lady. "'Chance has thrown us in your power, but I confide in your magnanimity. "'Take all our treasure and jewels. "'Demand what ransom you think proper for our person.' "'but suffer us not to be insulted or dishonored.' "'When the good knight heard this appeal "'and beheld the beauty of the youthful pair, "'his heart was touched with tenderness and courtesy. "'God forbid,' said he, "'that I should disturb such happy nuptials. "'My prisoners in troth shall ye be, "'for fifteen days, "'and immured within my castle, "'where I claim, as conqueror, "'the right of celebrating your espousals.' "'So saying,' he dispatched one of his fleetest horsemen in advance to notify Doña Maria Palacine of the, of the coming of this bridal party, while he and his huntsmen escorted the cavalcade, not as captors, but as a guard of honor. As they drew near to the castle, the banners were hung out and the trumpets sounded from the battlements, and on their nearer approach the drawbridge was lowered, and Doña Maria came forth to meet them, attended by her ladies and knights, her pages and her minstrels. She took the young bride, Alifra, in her arms, kissed her with the tenderness of a sister, and conducted her into the castle. In the meantime, Don Munio sent forth missives in every direction, and had viands and dainties of all kinds collected from the country round, and the wedding of the Moorish lovers was celebrated with all possible state and festivity. For fifteen days, the castle was given up to joy and revelry. There were tiltings and jousts at the ring, and bullfights and banquets, "'and dances to the sound of minstrelsy. "'When the fifteen days were at an end, "'he made the bride and bridegroom magnificent presents "'and conducted them and their attendants "'safely beyond the borders. "'Such in old times were the courtesy and generosity "'of a Spanish cavalier. Several years after this event, "'the King of Castile summoned his nobles "'to assist him in a campaign against the Moors. "'Don Munio Sancho was among the first to answer to the call, "'with seventy horsemen,' "'all staunch and well-tried warriors. "'His wife, Dona Maria, hung about his neck. "'Alas, my lord!' exclaimed she. "'How often wilt thou tempt thy fate, "'and when will thy thirst for glory be appeased?' "'One battle more,' replied Don Munio. "'One battle more, for the honour of Castile. "'And I here make a vow, that when this is over, "'I will lay by my sword.' "'and repair with my cavaliers in pilgrimage "'to the sepulchre of our Lord of Jerusalem. "'The cavaliers all joined with him in the vow, "'and Doña Maria felt it in some degree soothed in spirit. "'Still, she saw with a heavy heart "'the departure of her husband, "'and watched his banner with wistful eyes "'until it disappeared among the trees of the forest. "'We'll return to our story "'right after this sponsor message. "'And now, back to our story.' The king of Castile led his army to the plains of Almanera, where they encountered the Moorish host, near to Euclus. The battle was long and bloody, the Christians repeatedly wavered, and were as often rallied by the energy of their commanders. Don Munio was covered with wounds, but refused to leave the field. The Christians at length gave way, and the king was hardly pressed and in danger of being captured. Don Munio called upon his cavaliers to follow him to the rescue. "'Now is the time,' cried he, "'to prove your loyalty. "'Fall to, like brave men. "'We fight for the true faith, "'and if we lose our lives here, "'we gain a better life hereafter.' 
Rushing with his men between the king and his pursuers, they checked the latter in their career, and gave time for their monarch to escape, but they fell victims to their loyalty. They all fought to the last gasp. Don Munio was singled out by a powerful Moorish knight, but having been wounded in the right arm, he fought to disadvantage, and was slain. The battle being over, the Moor paused to possess himself of the spoils of this redoubtable Christian warrior. When he unlaced the helmet, however, and beheld the countenance of Don Munio, he gave a great cry, and smote his breast. "'Woe is me!' cried he. "'I have slain my benefactor, the flower of knightly virtue, the most magnanimous of cavaliers.' While the battle had been raging on the plain of Salmonera, Doña Maria Palacine remained in her castle, a prey to the keenest anxiety. Her eyes were ever fixed on the road that led from the country of the Moors, and often she asked the watchman of the tower, "'What seest thou?' One evening, at the shadowy hour of twilight, the warden sounded his horn. "'I see,' cried he, "'a numerous train winding up the valley. There are mingled Moors and Christians.' "'The banner of my lord is in the advance. "'Joyful tidings!' exclaimed the old seneschal. "'My lord returns in triumph and brings captives.' "'Then the castle courts rang with the shouts of joy, "'and the standard was displayed, "'and the trumpets were sounded, "'and the drawbridge was lowered, "'and Doña Maria went forth with her ladies "'and her knights and her pages and her minstrels "'to welcome her lord from the wars. "'But as the train drew nigh, she beheld a sumptuous bier covered with black velvet, and on it lay a warrior, as if taking his repose. He lay in his armor, with his helmet on his head, and his sword in his hand, as one who had never been conquered, and around the bier were the escutions of the house of Hinojosa. A number of Moorish cavaliers attended the bier, with emblems of mourning, and with dejected countenances, and their leader cast himself at the feet of Doña Maria, and hid his face in his hands. She beheld in him the gallant Abadil, whom she had once welcomed with his bride to her castle, but who now came with the body of her lord, whom he had unknowingly slain in battle. The sepulchre erected in the cloisters of the convent of San Domingo was achieved at the expense of the Moor Abadil, as a feeble testimony of his grief for the death of the good knight Don Muno, and his reverence for his memory. The tender and faithful Doña Maria soon followed her lord to the tomb. On one of the stones of the small arch beside his sepulchre is the following simple inscription. Hic jacet Maria Palacine, Uxor Munonius, Sanchez de Finojosa. Here lies Maria Palacine, wife of Muno Sancho de Hinojosa. The legend of Don Muno Sancho does not conclude with his death. On the same day on which the battle took place on the plain of Salmonera, a chaplain of the Holy Temple of Jerusalem, while standing at the outer gate, beheld a train of Christian cavaliers advancing, as if in pilgrimage. The chaplain was a native of Spain, and as the pilgrims approached, he knew the foremost to be Don Muno Sancho de Hinojosa, with whom he had been well acquainted in former times. Hastening to the patriarch, he told him of the honorable rank of the pilgrims at the gate. The patriarch, therefore, went forth with a grand procession of priests and monks, and received the pilgrims with all due honor. There were seventy cavaliers, beside their leader, all stark and lofty warriors. They carried their helmets in their hands, and their faces were deadly pale. They greeted no one, nor looked either to the right or to the left, but entered the chapel, and kneeling before the sepulchre of our Savior, 
performed their orisons in silence. When they had concluded, they rose as if to depart, and the patriarch and his attendants advanced to speak to them, but they were no more to be seen. Everyone marveled what could be the meaning of this prodigy. The patriarch carefully noted down the day, and sent to Castile to learn tidings of Don Muno Sancho de Hinojosa. He received a reply that on the very day specified, that worthy knight, with seventy of his followers, had been slain in battle. These, therefore, must have been the blessed spirits of those Christian warriors, come to fulfill their vow of a pilgrimage to the Holy Sepulchre of Jerusalem. Such was Castilian faith in the olden time, which kept its word, even beyond the grave. If any one should doubt of the miraculous apparition of these phantom knights, let him consult the history of the kings of Castile and Leon, by the learned and pious Fray Pudencio de Sandoval, Bishop of Pamplona, where he will find it recorded in the history of the King Don Alonso VI, on the hundred and second page. It is too precious a legend to be lightly abandoned to the doubter. Thanks for joining us for the legend of Don Muno Sancho de Hinojosa by one of America's first and greatest authors, Washington Irving. If you enjoy our show at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales, please do take a moment and send us a review. We appreciate reviews, and it helps new listeners find us. And speaking of new reviews, here are a few. Great podcast, five stars. All the stories we should have read, expertly and wonderfully read. Mark Snee at Apple Podcast U.S. And this one, great stories. And this one, five stars. Wonderfully entertaining podcast of classic adventures and short stories. This is a great alternative to Audible, and well worth giving it a try. That one from Ascension Deficit, Apple Podcast, Great Britain. And this one, Standout, John. Five stars. In a world in which so-called journalists say it is okay to lie in stories to defeat those you don't agree with. In a world of revisionist history stands John Hagedorn. He provides us with the classics and with a clear factual presentation of history. His knowledge and passion of World War II are unmatched. All of his podcasts are excellent. Keep up the good work, John. Down from No Trace, Apple Podcast, U.S. And this one. So glad I found these stories. Five stars. Many thanks. The Lady, Apple Podcast, U.S. Thank you so much for taking the extra few minutes to send us these reviews. They are greatly appreciated and they help new listeners find us. Please do remember to share our shows. And if you've even thought about supporting us at Patreon, we would love to have your support. Please visit us at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash 1001 Stories Network. There you can support us for about the cup of a blended coffee every month and get ad-free episodes sent to you every week, as well as early bird releases. We'll return next Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time with a brand new episode at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. Until then, everyone, stay safe, and we'll be back soon. (laughs) 